From high atop Fibush Media World News Headquarters in Rochester, New York, it's the Top of the Tower podcast. I'm your host, Scott Feibusch. We are brought to you by Shively Labs. Shively Labs is a division of Howell Laboratories. Shively is a proud employee-owned company with over 50 years of expert antenna and filter design and manufacturing. And by Yellow Tech. For broadcasters, podcasters, and content creators, Yellow Tech offers solutions for clean, efficient studios with the Mika mic arms and monitor supports, clear audio from Yellow Tech's IXM recording microphone, and USB sound cards, along with its compact mixer, the Intellimix. To learn more, go to yellowtech.com. We are back for a new year, a new season of the Top of the Tower podcast. We have uh, a visit this week. Uh, to a uh, very interesting AAA radio station in Akron, Ohio. Our good friend Brad Savage is the program director of The Summit, 91.3 WAPS in Akron, and they're also heard over in Youngstown. We had the chance to stop by and pay a visit to his brand-new studios and talk to him about a lot of industry issues. You're going to hear that, of course, uh, in, in just a few minutes. One of the biggest issues that we discussed that has become the issue is the coronavirus and radio's response to it. As you'll hear Brad explain, his studios are located inside a high school, and that brings up a whole bunch of concerns about how to react as more and more things get closed around you, how radio stations can continue to function and and bring people the information that they need. We will be talking about that in a whole series of special podcasts that you will hear right here on Top of the Tower beginning as soon as the end of this week. Uh, We will be talking to vendors who supply equipment to the industry and are going to help keep radio stations going. We'll be talking to the engineers, figuring out how to make this all work. Hopefully we will be talking to you as well. So stay tuned for all of that. Uh, That will be coming up in a series of special podcasts right here from your friends at Top of the Tower, Fibush Media, and Radio Insight. And we look forward to helping to provide you that information. Right now, however... Our visit to Brad Savage in Akron, Ohio. Brad Savage, it is an honor to be here in your brand new studios. You guys moved in here just, what, November, December? Yeah, right around Thanksgiving, November of 2019. Uh, actually, our new facility here was being planned for about five years, even before I joined the station. So to see it actually happen is pretty exciting. I'm so excited to be here. and It makes coming to work such a pleasure. This is an East Space. I mean, your old space was funky. It was a 100-year-old school building. You had a little production booth inside of a TARDIS in the lobby. The TARDIS hasn't made it over here yet. Not yet. The TARDIS might end up in my basement and be our West Side Studios. We'll see. Uh, Because we want to maintain that. We had a volunteer for the station, one of our donors who has carpentry skills. He built it when we needed an extra studio space, and it became our our third little production room uh, in the shape of a TARDIS. Pretty neat. Uh, But anyway, no, we we went from two production rooms plus the TARDIS space up to five. And the growth has been, I mean, it was like one day we moved in, flipped the switch, and it's like we've lived here forever. We're really happy with the new facility. It's really nice. We're in your main air studio here. You've got a mirror image version of this that you could slip into down the hall right away. You've got the production rooms, and then down right opposite the lobby is the new version of Studio C, your live performance space. That's right. Yeah, so we've already done three or four Studio C performances. That's the main perk of being a member of the Summit is to get invited to those. And we've got one tonight. I wish you guys could stay because the local high school band Detention are playing. They're Akron Public Schools kids. They're all 13 to 17 years old. I love the name Detention. Uh, But we've got a full, we've got 65 
members coming to see them. And they just won a big battle of the bands that happens every year called the High School Rock Off at the Rock Hall in Cleveland. Out of 12 finalist bands, they were the big winner last weekend. So we jumped on board on that and uh, brought them in for Studio C after this. So they're, they're our hometown rock stars now. <laughs> that is awesome. Now, your license is held by the school district. Yep. Station operates more or less independently. But your new facility, I'm looking behind you. Mm-hmm. And right behind you is the main atrium of this brand new high school building that was just built last year. And a few minutes ago, while you were on the air, I was looking behind you. 1,200 high school students were all pouring out behind you. So I got to ask, because this is what all of us older people in radio are starting to wonder about. How many of them notice and peek through the window and still think, hey, this is cool? Well, it you know, we get some interest, um, not as much as you might think, you know, um, but there's definitely kids that come up to the window. It looks into the studio, you know, and they kind of peek. And what we need to do is get a proper logo and signage out in the high school atrium there. We, we just moved in, so that's not done yet. But we're starting to work with the schools, uh, with Ellett. Our school is called the Ellett Community Learning Center, or Ellett High School here in Akron. Uh, and we're starting to go back to the roots of the station uh, in that we're going to have some high school involvement. And we've had some kids that have already toured the place and have taken an interest. In particular, they're interested in kind of the tech side, right? Like a lot of the kids are interested in how the network works or servers or how all this works and they or they want to help us with social media. There, there, there's some that are interested in getting behind the mic and talking on the air, but I don't think it's like when we were coming up. I think they're more interested in the other stuff now. There's that whole different thing now. I mean, you know, we listened to radio because it was the only place to hear the cool stuff you wanted here. Now they've got that in their pockets. They've Mm -hmm. got that online. And yet I know from watching my teenage daughter and I know from watching you watch your son, who's six now, that there's there's still a form of music discovery. It's just what are your thoughts on how that works in with what we're doing in radio. Well, it's interesting. You know, we are the summit, WAPS and simulcast on WKTL in Youngstown, six out of seven days a week anyway. Uh, We are a music discovery, non-commercial AAA format. So we're based on a lot of music discovery and wide playlists, but we're still formatically structured and have repetition and so forth. Um, So we're one of the outposts that kind of does it the way radio used to do it, right? Like finding... Uh, you know, new artists to champion and get behind. I'm looking at the playlist right now, and uh, we're about to play White Reaper, which is a big band, like our number one most played band last year in all of 2019. They're a Louisville indie rock band. Uh, and we've played them a lot and really helped raise their profile in this area. So I think that's kind of how uh, a lot of, you know, a lot of rock formats, a lot of AAA or, or alt formats, where they've come from. Sometimes, though, I like that when we can introduce people to an artist like that, but sometimes our most dedicated listeners are trying to introduce them to us. So in other words, they'll be like, hey, I love this band such and so. You should play them. More people should know them. So in some ways, it's almost more collaborative in that sense nowadays. Yeah, just look at me. You've got a broad definition of AAA here. I see Glass Onion by the Beatles, what, three songs after Roxette? Yep. And the look, that's there are a lot of triple A's that wouldn't go that way. You got, you got the high women there, 
that's that's pretty broad yeah. for AAA. Well, and then looking at the log, we're in studio right now, so we've got new music too. Welshley Arms, which is a Cleveland band. Marcus King, who's uh, kind of a, a uh, down south blues and boogie type of guy. Uh, Nako and Medicine for the People, which is a cool indie rock band. So we just, I figure, you know, as uh, sitting in the program director's chair, uh, our audience loves music and are open to a lot of different kinds. So let's represent that on the radio station or stations or because stations. i'm also looking out the other way from the studio now and you got the logos of of your three sub channels they're on hd radio and you stream them let's talk a little about those yeah so we have the 330 which is on our hd uh, hd2 service in akron uh the 330.net is all local music 24 7 we call it the past present and future of northeast ohio music so uh we'll play on that channel, it's everything from uh, like the Raspberries and uh, the Outsiders, Time Won't Let Me, anything that's been a hit uh, in the rock and roll era in uh, it, out of this general Cleveland, Youngstown, Akron, Canton area, as well as unsigned garage bands. You know, we have a good music scene in this area. So uh, and boy, they are relentless. The local bands, I got to tell you, they're tougher than the music promoters when they <laughs> when they want their music played. <laughs> so we play a lot of locals on the summit too. Um, but yeah, so that's a 24-7 local channel uh, at the 330.net. Then we've got uh, Kid Jam Radio on our HD3 or kidjamradio.com. That is uh, clean, good pop tunes aimed at kids 8 to 12. That's kind of the sweet spot. And that's in conjunction with the Akron Public Schools. Radio veteran Mr. Garrett Hart programs that station. A lot of folks, uh, especially in this region, know Garrett. He uh, worked in Erie and worked at uh, WDVE in Pittsburgh. He was PD at DVE for a long time and was at the Rockin' Apple in Appleton, Wisconsin, too, WAPL. So Garrett does Kajam. Uh, and and they do and by the way they play kajam at all the schools in like the lunchroom areas and some of the commons areas. If you go to the Akron Zoo, they play kajam when you're entering uh, when you enter the zoo. So we've built up a nice little following of that. Uh, and then our fourth HD four is our Rock and Recovery channel, which is a music format but interspersed with messages of hope and recovery uh, for those experiencing uh, alcoholism, drug addiction, uh, mental health uh, issues, or trauma, addiction, stress. So we talk just a lot about healthy living and recovery on Rock and Recovery. And that's been a really, we've gotten a lot of nice community accolades over that channel. Uh, and we do a show on the Summit Rock and Recovery each night at 10 p.m. And then it's a 24-7 channel as well. So so we've got four stations, four formats coming out of here full time. That's fantastic. And then on top of that, the other public station across town, they've got three or four HDs right. going over there to WKSU. Are you finding, is that contributing? Are people listening over the air on HD or is they more streaming? Well, you know, it's interesting. I got here in 2015 and there was some, but I think, I think luckily we're seeing more HD, uh, inclusion in, in certain new vehicles. Did it, did I read it's up to 50% in new vehicles? I've, I've seen that number. Yeah. I'm not sure I buy it, but yeah. something, I mean, it's, it's, it's out there. Yeah. It's higher than it was. So here's the thing. If one of them goes off the air, people generally notice and, and, and call us and tell us about it now. <laughs> that's that's a good that's sign. A good sign, right? You want that? Yeah. Hopefully, they aren't going off too often. But we do hear about it, and I've you know I'm just finding more people 
are I, – I would have said maybe a few years ago that there's more audience on the streams and I'm not sure. There might be more people finding. I hope it's not too late. I love the HD formats on all the stations and a lot of commercial operators are doing some really cool things even here uh, in, you know, in Cleveland uh, as well. I really – there's a – the classic – the Intercom Classic Rock Station has an HD2 that's Deep Tracks and in my car I have that and I, they play some great music on there. So – you know, I I hope it's not too late for that technology. If there's any market where you should be able to go deep on that, it ought to be Northeast Ohio. Yep. Yeah. Right. Right. For sure. Well, and 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 we kind of tap into that on the summit too. Um, just you know, the heritage of all that great radio that came out of this era, uh, especially WMMS. You know, um, I've read all the books and and know the history there. And of course, it's 2020 now, so the music is different. Although we do play Sensational Alex Harvey Band occasionally, we do play some Michael Stanley Band here on the station. But uh, but really, you know. The I like to think of what we're doing as the spirit of a great album rock station uh, in the late 60s or even heck into the late 70s and mid 80s. You know, like we're we're wide and uh, and eclectic and we just love the music and the community. What's your target demographic at this point? Oh, I would say we're about 12 to 60. No, I'm just kidding. Kind of. I'm kind of kidding. I would say most of our average members are, say, probably about 45 to 64. So that's really the sweet spot, so to speak. And there's a lot of difference between age, between even those age groups, you know, and their musical tastes, too. Um, but we're we're finding new people, younger people, first time public radio donors, uh, people that, you know, 30 somethings, even some late 20 somethings who are in the music scene or whatever that haven't really thought much about radio in in recent years. And yet uh, when we play their bands and their friends bands, they take Take a keen interest in uh, in what we're doing. So, um, so I would say, you know, most of it is through that forty five to sixty four or even forty five to fifty four filter. But I mean, we definitely can take some chances on music, and you know, and and I think. Part of the philosophy that we've adopted in recent years is some of our music is might be a little off the wall for the upper end, and that's okay. And some of it might be a little too deep or obscure for the younger end. But I've found in just meeting young people in recent years, their music tastes are really varied, and they can the the uh, the door is open to uh, discovering interesting music, new and old, because they've got 10 million songs in their pocket nowadays. Well, and that's what amazes me, you know, getting back to watching my daughter discover yeah. music, is that there are no genre filters anymore. Right. Everything goes, everything gets mixed together in ways that, you know, when I was growing up in the 80s, we were, we were either, we listened to rock or we listened to Top 40. Yep. And that was it. And now everything is in there. Well, for sure. You know, I remember I remember my one of my first jobs was at the mall. I worked at a music land store and I had to save up, you know, work a couple hours to get enough money to buy a David Bowie best of CD to see if I even liked David Bowie because I had heard of him. Well, now every kid walking around has the entire catalog in their pocket, plus a million other bands that he influenced, you know. So it's it's almost 
one thing that troubles me about radio, about an eclectic music station, is you still only get to pick 13 or 14 songs to play every hour. And I almost think there's more to choose from than ever before when you look at new and old. So you kind of have to feel that vibe a little bit. So I think we're, I think we're doing, and, and hats off to so many of the other non-com music discovery AAA stations, because I watch those guys closely, you know, all the, all the similar uh, stations. And uh, I think we're building a nice community here in the, in the non-com sector. It's certainly, I mean, if you have to ask where are things growing in radio, mm-hmm. this would be one of the places where there is growth, thankfully. Yeah, I think so. I mean, we keep seeing um, nice new membership um, coming up. You know, each t- we do two pledge drives, tw- you know, twice a year, just spring and fall. And we keep adding, uh, you know, several hundred each time and the numbers keep growing. And the average gift, the average donation has gone up pretty significantly uh, since I've been here, too. So I think that is a result of our Studio C, our live performance space. We cranked up the number of those that we're doing, and that's the main perk. So when someone becomes a Summit member, they get invited to those. Well, when I got here, we were maybe doing you know just once a month or something, and now, heck, this week we have three. You know, it's it's usually at least once a week, sometimes more, and. Uh, as the word spreads about those unique experiences and supporting the radio station that taps into the community like this, uh, I think there's just more uh, natural and viral excitement, you know, and we're getting people that maybe were vaguely aware of us but never really contributed or didn't listen much before, or we're getting brand new people that never knew we were here at all. You must get some out-of-town membership from the stream, too, right? Well, there is, yeah. Our our numbers aren't as high. You know, stations like KEXP in Seattle or XPN or some of the, or the current, like, they have a great deal of beyond the signal reach. We've got some. We have a lot of people that used to live in Ohio that moved away but took us with uh, took us with them. And a lot of those are sustaining members that just, that just do it for their hometown, and they do, in fact, still listen pretty regularly. So that's always nice. I think that's a sector where these non-com music stations will continue to grow and continue to brand on a national level, too. Yeah, there isn't really, I mean, we say AAA in the industry, but I like that yep. music discovery better because it's much more descriptive. Well, right. And, you know, we're still, we're only about 50% new, only 50%. Most stations aren't anywhere near that, but we're only 50% new. Some of the music discovery stations are a whole lot more than that. That's a term that I have to take credit for. Uh, Mike Henry and uh, Paragon Media have kind of coined that music discovery station. But I, I like pointing at us differently than um, than AAA in radio industry circles. I think AAA is a great format, but sadly, there aren't that many commercial outlets doing it anymore, especially among the big ownership companies, you know? So, um, so I just don't want that perception that AAA doesn't work. So that's where I've, st- I've started saying non-com music discovery stations. That <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So to, to kind of wrap things up here, I don't want to end on a down note. However, as we were walking in to do this, you got the note that the governor of Ohio had just declared a state of emergency. We're sitting in a studio that is right next to a school that's full of thousands of kids. Yeah. I think everybody in the business has to ask the question right now, if things start getting shut down, especially in a school district facility, what's plan B here? Well, um, 
We have been talking about that last week and this week, and that is a new development with Ohio Governor DeWine declaring this emergency. Um, I, I mean, none of us have lived through any pandemic like what this has the potential to become. Just canceling South by Southwest, first off, you know, and I think sporting events and more big get-togethers, we're going to see that. Um, you know, we're smart in that. What, what I like that our engineering team has done is our on-air system is not on the internet. So we have to physically come in and sneaker net the, uh, the daily logs, you know, uh, from our, our office system, our office server into the on-air system. Well, we could change that pathway and at least remain on the air. Interestingly, we don't really do any off-site voice tracking at this time. So we don't have a remote workstation to voice the station. So we might have to e- either A, figure out how to do that, <laughs> or B, I mean, if it came to a point where the schools were closed down for a period of time, um, we could remain on the air. We just might be unhosted. But at least we could, you know, stay on the air. I could program logs remotely and so forth. But we're kind of getting our act together. We just had a meeting with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame folks this morning, and they were headed back to their museum to talk about their preparedness plan. So, you know, this is touching everybody, and it's very real at this point. Home TARDIS studios for everybody? That's right. That's what we're going to have to do is get, get Henry the volunteer to build some more TARDISes, and we, we won't have to come in. We won't have to see each other. It'll be great. <laughs> And you want to go back, take back to Liverpool in 1963 yeah. and go hang out there. For a while. That's right. That's right. I think and I think I would go see, you know, go see the clash and the UK punk in the late 70s, too. That's my other golden era. I love that. Yeah, I'd be I'd be hanging out on the Jersey Shore in 72 with Springsteen. Yep. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Yeah. So but I, I'm a longtime fan of uh, of your site and your calendars and everything. And uh, appreciate you stopping by and seeing our new facility on your way on your way home. Home. And our thanks to Brad Savage and all the nice folks at uh, 91.3 The Summit, a great radio station there. We'll have some pictures of The Summit Studios up pretty soon on Site of the Week as well. And again, we are here for you to provide accurate information as we deal with all of the aftermath of the coronavirus, uh, including, of course, the cancellation of the NAB show. And we'll be bringing you some opportunities to hear from some of the vendors uh, who will have new products that they're not going to be able to debut as usual in Las Vegas. That also will be coming up for you soon on the Top of the Tower podcast. So keep us bookmarked. We will have a lot of new episodes and content for you right here, as well as on RadioInsight.com and on Fibush.com. It is the Top of the Tower podcast. We are brought to you by Shively Labs, a division of Howell Laboratories. Shively is a proud employee-owned company with over 50 years of expert antenna and filter design and manufacturing. And by Yellowtech, for broadcasters, podcasters, and content creators, Yellowtech offers solutions for clean, efficient studios with the Mika mic arms and monitor supports, clear audio from Yellowtech's IXM recording microphone and USB sound cards, along with its compact mixer, the Intellimix. To learn more, go to yellowtech.com. We will be back with much more Top of the Tower content. I'm Scott Feibusch. Thanks for being with us.